I'm your host, Kaylee, and this is Rebel Wellness. Welcome to the Rebel Wellness Podcast, where we embrace a holistic approach to personal health and empower women to break free from the noise of today's diet culture. I'm your host, Kaylee, also known as Coach Kales, and I'm thrilled to have you join us on this journey to becoming healthier, stronger, and more resilient. If you are somebody who is tired of feeling bombarded with unrealistic body standards and conflicting health advice, you're ready to rebel against a one-size-fits-all approach to wellness and create a lifestyle that truly works for you, you've come to the right place. Rebel Wellness is rooted in the belief that true wellness goes beyond just diet and exercise. It's about nurturing our minds, bodies, and souls in a way that aligns with our unique needs and values. All right, so closing out April's month of growth, I wanted to touch on a big, big topic as it's probably a skill worth investing your mental energy in sooner than later. Conversations that you have about your own body as well as others. This is something that I love to chat about one-on-one with different clients or friends, but here we have this awesome ability to have this conversation together. Um, And so I wanted to kind of get a little deeper into that conversation because again, like I said, it's very important and it's almost a skill, I would say, in a way that our culture is not going to teach you it more often than not. I think I'm seeing more of a shift towards it and hopefully like things like this conversation on the podcast will help more people have these conversations and get a little bit more down to earth and um, mono e mono with each other so that we kind of understand that this stuff is really, really important and we need to continue to shift away from what uh, is just commonplace at this point. But let me preface that this isn't calling anyone out, nor am I saying this as it's everyone's situation. I mostly want to just have a good open conversation about what I've experienced myself and deep conversations I've had with my clients in the past or present, as well as friends, family, and more, etc. <laughs> Sometimes I eavesdrop. I'm an eavesdropper, so I like to kind of hear what other people are also talking about. Um, I was actually just at a spa in Portland, and I I go by myself sometimes to, um, this is like one of those kind of um, hot springs type places. And uh, if you've never gone to a place where there's a lot of other human beings kind of just existing kind of vulnerably together, like a spa, (laughs) I highly recommend it. It's a great way to get out of your comfort zone. But for me, I like to kind of just observe and kind of process my own feelings at things like that. But it is also kind of fun to eavesdrop on other people's conversations. (laughs) So that is also kind of where I like to pull some of my, uh, I guess I would call that field research. But Honestly, collectively as women, we have to embrace each other to shift away from that shallow obsession of our worth and beauty being tied to our body's appearance. So if there's something I sincerely hope you can take from all of these April episodes surrounding growth, it would be to give yourself more kindness and compassion and learn to truly love your uniqueness, flaws and all. I hope it helps you lift others up, especially our youth, because We create change when we start from the foundations of the next generation. And that means gen, I think that's gen alpha again right now, which is crazy to think about. So this is our opportunity, guys. We have gen alpha. It's all the like, I think it's four years old and younger right now. Let's make a better world, especially for like body talk uh, for them. Let's do it for them. And then it'll bleed into the future generations after that. 
first part I'm going to kind of dive into is your own talk about your body. So these are the little conversations and comments you have in your head that are relating to anything physically. It could even be performance-wise because your performance is related to your physicality. But at the same time, um, we mostly have the most conversations about appearance, right? If you've not at least once noticed some patterns of your own self-talk, this is a great invitation for you to look inward a bit and kind of observe, like, are there ways that you are passively kind of judging yourself or making negative comments in general? And if you are somebody like me, who is very well aware of the uh, negative things I say to myself, whether it's trying to do that um, negative motivation, that is a total lie. A lot of us are kind of raised on this like self-deprecating banter where we think that we elevate ourselves by talking down about ourselves. And again, I'm not calling anybody out on this, but if you felt that personally, like that's you, again, here's your invitation to look inward a little bit and consider stopping that pattern because it is most likely not helping you in a way that's actually positive. If you think it's the only way that's keeping you working towards staying as quote unquote thin as possible, that's not healthy. That's not positive. And you're probably living a more mentally miserable life than you actually realize because you're just kind of ragging on yourself constantly. And nobody got time for that. So one of the first ways that you can kind of identify if you have more negative self-talk or things like that is observing if you get emotional reactions surrounding anything physical. So like I said in last episode, if you weigh yourself on the scale and you're, you get a emotional reward or kind of punishing response to whatever the weight is on there, that is something to write down. And that is another moment where you might want to consider stopping using the scale until you can build a better relationship with your body and your weight, because the number literally means nothing other than your gravitational pull aside from the fact that it can be information about uh, your body composition. So like I said in previous episodes, you should check those ones out. Episode 16 and 17, um, certain information your body is telling you can mean different things, but oftentimes we actually are trained to believe that any type of weight gain is negative and that is simply not true. But back to the emotional reactions, this also can look like when people compliment something or um, give you any type of positive seeming feedback to your body and you get a happy spike, like you feel like, ooh, nice, thanks. Um, When it's something directly correlated to like your weight or something like that. Um, When basically, if anybody uses the terms, ooh, you look skinny, ooh, you look thin, oh, you're losing weight, you look great, you know, or if people um, come on the opposite end and say like, oh, you're not so chubby anymore, or you've lost some weight, you're not as fat. All of those words kind of build these interesting narratives in our mind that it's a positive affirmation to be anything other than thicker, having more fat, whatever. Or this also translates into, I'm depressed, I'm not eating, but everybody is complimenting me on my physique now, therefore this is a good thing. And this is where a lot of eating disorders can breed. And so there's a lot of conversations, which we're gonna get into that in a second when we talk about conversations about other people's bodies, but specifically for yours, this is a good time for you to kind of Make notes either in your iPhone notes, in a journal if you're a journaler, which I highly recommend journaling, (laughs) or just kind of mentally note if you're somebody who can hold thoughts in your head. 
Um, this is a great opportunity for you to start observing what were you trained to believe was a positive affirmation about your body? What were you trained to believe that you were taught to correlate to your body? So any terms using fat or chubby, husky, it's an old one, you know, all of those terms, a lot of us see those as entirely negative, when in reality, it's just a description for a different body type. It literally, even though you might be like, yeah, but it's a, it's a less healthy body type. Not always. Like I've said before, different ethnicities carry body fat in different ranges and can be absolutely healthy from like a spectrum of like 20% body fat. So reworking your understanding too of what health really looks like on a body. And if that actually matters to you, as I believe it definitely should, I understand that a lot of people are just constantly chasing a certain physique because they've always been praised for it. But again, that's a really shallow life and shallow in the sense that like you're never going to get some depth into these happy moments and different life events that are going to inspire you and enrich your life overall. If all you do is base every single thing you do, your food, your drink, your activities, etc. around attaining and maintaining a really quote unquote thin or whatever physique or a long and lean like there's so many terms that were kind of married into the modern day that should really have been left in the past. And I think they're starting to, like I said. But again, this conversation is about trying to get rid of those terms because they're horrible terms that have made women judge themselves for so long, hate themselves, hate each other, you know, so many different things that this is just not breeding anything positive, honestly. So that's something to consider when you are starting to become a little more aware of emotional reactions around different words or compliments, different things like that. And something that a lot of my clients in the past have done well as far as an exercise to do is also write down and observe certain phrases or um, body talk your parents had about other people or yourself or themselves and notice whether or not you absorbed that for yourself because it's honestly kind of profound how much we absorb by just existing near our parents. And we tend to hang on to a ton of things that they don't, either they're not aware they're saying it, or they totally are aware and just don't realize that it's, it can cause really unhealthy relationships to food or body image, etc. for the rest of your life. So that's really important because you'll be able to write it down and start to work through whether or not you truly believe that. Because like I've spoken about before, belief systems can change. Anything you believe right now became a belief for you at some point in your life for whatever reason. Either your parents taught you it, your teacher at school taught you it, you learned it from watching something online, whatever it is, you came to believe that thing, whether or not it was actually true on your own. That means at any point you have the opportunity to change that belief. That belief is not always written in stone the rest of your life unless you choose to ignore that it is affecting you negatively and don't work on it at all. So if you know to your core at this point, especially if you've listened to all these podcasts or you've worked together with me in coaching or whatever, or other people, you know, doesn't have to be any of my stuff. If you've heard many times that you need to let go of the obsession of being smaller and thinner or whatever, then this is a belief system that you are working on changing and that you can change. But if you hear us talking about this all the time and then you just want to stay married to whatever feels 
comfortable, aka I've always been raised to believe that I need to be small and thin and skinny, la la la. I need to fit in my same jeans that are size zero the rest of my life. You know, if you want to be married to that belief, that's fine. But you're going to dig your own grave because it's going to be really unhappy for the rest of your life because it's such, like I said, such a shallow concept that really doesn't give you much room for depth. And shallow, I'm using it kind of more of a metaphor, like if you were standing in a shallow pool versus like a really deep Olympic pool or something. And life can't get very deep when all you care about is something that's literally sometimes out of your control like your body, or sometimes too much in your control, like your body, and it's going to just become an obsession. So kind of getting off that soapbox, observe those moments, either you learned them from your mom, or your friends, or your past partners, your current partners, or just yourself from something you were reading Cosmo magazine when you were 12, you know, and change the script. So this is why it's really important to practice like writing it down, do a little exercise with yourself and rewrite it in a way that you actually believe or rewrite it in a way that you want to believe so that you can start to tell yourself something different. This is really important because that's the only way you can instill change mentally. And our brain, it has neuroplasticity. That means that we can change the pathways that our brain has developed over time and repetition. So making the decision to police your own thoughts and practice being mindful whenever you hear or think any of these things, it requires you to remove all judgment from those things. So that means that you can't put any emotions behind that observation. You just have to simply observe when thoughts come in and just let them go. I have a client right now who's been making such an amazing transformation Um, In so many ways, honestly. And one of the biggest things is this whole process for her as she's gotten healthier and into a stronger physique, which does look like a lower body fat percentage. She's getting compliments left and right from family members or even just comments. They don't even have to, they're not even always compliments. But what she's been killing it at is just kind of letting those things pass through and trying to be as body neutral as possible so that she doesn't perpetuate the problems that she had in the past. And that's amazing. And that's something that you really have to work on intentionally. And that's why it gets kind of complicated because some people just kind of want to get lazy and just assume they're like, okay, well, that's just not going to work for me or I'm too old for that. You know, whatever the excuse is, like just put that on the table and then (laughs) observe it and then realize that Is this because you're afraid to change or you're afraid to move away from an old identity? Sometimes that happens, you know? So this is a really good time for you to start thinking about any negative body image stuff that you are dealing with or have dealt with and write it all down, change the script and start practicing what you preach now, you know, start practicing being mindful and Stop judging yourself for any times that you mess up because that is going to happen. And not all clothes is going to fit you. This is a random tangent, but not that random. Something I tell people all the time is that you don't fit the clothes, the clothes fit you. So whether or not you really want to be some brand's size small, if you look better and feel more comfortable and confident in a medium, freaking buy the medium. It doesn't matter. (laughs) The size on the tag is literally just up to the company that designed the clothing. It has nothing to do with you being too big or small because anything that's not a small means you're not small, you know, dumb. Sorry, in my opinion, dumb. So make sure that you understand 
you fit, you don't fit the clothes, the clothes fit you. And I'm gonna say that took me a really long time to understand and feel comfortable with. Like once my lower body was no longer also a small or whatever, it was so uncomfortable for me. And when I went through hormonal changes in like 2018 or so, and I was starting to become a large in some sizes, I was like, holy cow, this is like horrible and so bad and la la la, all those kind of things that we all probably have said to ourselves or do say to ourselves. And then I realized that like, look, it's just the label for what fits me right now from that specific company. It has nothing to do with whether or not I am getting massively unhealthy or I'm just a slob, you know, whatever we like to think. It's simply strictly just designed by somebody else who picked the size, okay? And then we culturally, especially as women, have assigned value to women in different labels. And that's just ridiculous. So think about that sometimes too, when you're like, ooh, I just have to fit into this one or whatever. Pick what fits you the best because half the time, people don't care what size you're wearing as long as you look comfortable and your energy radiates and... You basically feel the best you can so that externally you're shining as much as you feel inside. Like, I don't know about you, but like, I've never been at a restaurant or at a concert or something and just seen like some beautiful human who's just radiating good energy and been like, wow, but she's wearing size large in her pants. So, or size 10, you know, like she's not as cool as she seems right now. Like I've literally never thought that. And I'm sure you've literally never thought that either. And so it's important to remember that it doesn't really matter as long as you don't look like you're super restricted and uncomfortable and can't move and can't enjoy yourself because that's just not worth it. So wear what fits you. Okay. And disassociate any negative body talk from whatever size ends up fitting you the best. You just need to look your best so you can feel your best. And going back to removing those negative body image words like skinny, thin, yada, yada, replace it with a word that is more empowering for you, such as strong, fit, healthy, energized, or you can even, if you don't feel those things, you can even just say work in progress. You're just associating the fact that you are continuing to better yourself and you're okay with where you're at in the process because it's going to keep you progressing forward more so than just being like, I'm chubby, I'm fat, you know, none of that stuff is inspirational internally, even if we feel like it is a motivator or something like that. Um, And oftentimes I've seen a lot of people um, negatively try to motivate themselves or honestly, unfortunately, their wives and have kind of told me what they said to them. And then I see it more so be detrimental to their relationship and also that person's self-image as well, which might temporarily make some motivation, but it always fails in the long run. They always fall off or give up or overdo it and binge, you know, various things always follow negative motivation. So I'll kind of close out this conversation about your own self-talk as an individual with prompts, I would say, for things to kind of think of instead of starting to spiral into a bunch of negative self-talk, okay? One of them is asking yourself, what do you need right now? Um, Sometimes this also looks like, I always ask my clients, where are you on your cycle? And this isn't in a like, um, patronizing way to yourself or being a female because legitimately as 
every single one of my clients who are naturally cycling know your mood literally does shift with each part of your cycle, especially after day 21. When you get into that luteal phase, you literally could punch and cry at the sky and you will be very self uh, aware in a sense that if you are used to being negative towards yourself all the time, this is going to be heightened. So be aware of that. Be, be careful what you allow yourself to say to yourself during day 21 through 30, wherever you are with that cycle. And this is also important because if you are a female who doesn't cycle, who is on birth control of some sort, and it's an altered cycle, it can totally make your hormones all whack and you might get peaks and valleys constantly with your emotions. And that is also normal. So knowing that your emotions are directly correlated to a lot of the different hormones going on in your body can help you kind of break free from, do I just hate myself (laughs) every month towards the end of the month or at any point in the month? Or am I just having this kind of outer body experience while my body is doing this whole process or trying to figure itself out? Um, Especially if you're somebody who has, um, habits of drinking a lot of alcohol or different toxins and things um, like your toxin burden on your body is high. Um, Your hormones are going to always have a reaction to that. So do understand that your lifestyle does really impact your hormones, which directly impact your thoughts. So it's truly important to become radically aware of how you speak to yourself and how you speak to others because it can either shift the narratives or continue the cycle. So I'm hopefully encouraging you to shift the narratives because we really, I'm kind of over the cycle. I don't want to carry any of the quote unquote generational trauma from my parents' generation and further because the more I have heard and listened to all the stories of the things that like my grandma used to do to lose weight and what she was doing even towards the end of her life when she had no business losing weight, um, it like hurts, you know, it really sucks because it's just so much focus on the body and um, it's just not worth it. It's in my opinion, it's not worth it. And it's also not the same thing as not taking care of yourself. That's not what I'm saying at all. Mostly what I'm saying is just be very careful and aware of how you speak to yourself about your body because it impacts everything else in your life. And it's really important to be aware of it for those reasons and for the fact that you might unintentionally make your life harder by just doing what everybody else is doing and talking down about their body. And that's not, it's not, there is no nobility in any of that. The second part of this is how you speak to others or how you observe how others speak to each other as well. More so understanding how you individually speak to others impacts this same cycle I was just talking about. So this topic can get really deep. I'm not going to go too deep in it today. I know a lot of you would love for me to do that, but just stay tuned for a future episode where we do get into it more. But first concept that is really important to understand and practice is that you do not know what other people are going through and making comments about their body, whether they're losing weight or gaining weight, has zero benefit for either party. You might think that, oh, if they've been trying to lose weight, question mark, question mark, they might enjoy this compliment. They might not enjoy that compliment because it might not be a compliment to them. And like I said before, a lot of times I've had scenarios where clients in the past were dealing with depression or eating disorders and they were losing body in a very unhealthy way. 
But everybody else said like, oh, we're trained to compliment women as they lose weight and get smaller. Therefore, I'm going to compliment her. And then she was stuck in that very dangerous eating disorder. And one of them actually got hospitalized for a while because they were getting that positive affirmation that not eating was good for them. And the same goes for if somebody's body is changing, getting larger than what they might have been in the past. A lot of people also don't understand the concept that some people have been living in a depleted state, an unhealthy state, or a hyper-controlling state where, again, it could be adjacent to eating disorder, it could be an eating disorder, whatever, and then they start to gain weight and get healthier. Maybe their mindset is getting stronger and they're understanding that, actually, I want to have a baby soon. I've learned now that my body fat percentage needs to increase to have a healthy um, cycle as well as enough nutrients to grow a baby. Therefore, I need to gain like two to maybe even 10% body fat, depending on the person. And then somebody might make a comment that like, are you okay? You've been gaining weight or you're getting fat or anything like that. And then it's going to negatively affect how that person is um, experiencing this part of their life when it's supposed to actually be positive for them. Um, and this can hold a lot of people back. So I've, I've known people who have stopped working on their fertility because they were so bombarded by everybody saying like, oh my God, she's getting big. Blah, blah, blah. And I, I totally hate the phrase, she's getting big. A lot of people say that a lot. And um, I've heard it many times for t- so many different reasons. And again, you don't know what somebody is going through. There are so many times where a majority of um, people I've, I've spoken with, especially females that I've spoken with that are in the morbidly obese category, um, to not get into too far of details, essentially every single one of them dealt with a trauma, especially a sexual trauma at a very young age. And we do know now that psychologically, a lot of people put on layers of fat to hide their body because they don't feel safe in their body and they don't want to be preyed on again. This is a really common thing that happens that a lot of people won't tell you about. I remember one of my clients finally told me about this after about half a year working together because she finally felt comfortable telling me about her binging problems as well as the root of when she started to have eating disordered problems and eating disordered in a way where she was overeating because eating disorder doesn't always mean restricting. It can mean surplus. And so for her, her reaction to the trauma from her youth was to cover herself with as much fat and try to get quote unquote as ugly as possible so that men wouldn't do that to her again. And it's absolutely heartbreaking. And I would not be surprised if a large majority of young women who deal with becoming um, uncontrollable with their eating habits after events like this happen are in a similar camp because Every single one of the morbidly obese clients I've worked with have had youth trauma very similar to this, especially more sexually related. So this is a bigger issue than just, oh, you're just lazy and you just want to sit around and eat. There's almost always an emotional trigger that's going on. And we do know that trauma changes the gut. And if you don't know much about that, there's a great book. um, Your Brain on Food is a great one that talks about kind of what happens to your brain in regards to how it affects your body and vice versa. That is a really great resource I would recommend. But we do know now, especially since we've been studying the gut last 30 years, that it directly is affected by traumatic events. 
from your brain signal and it can kill off good bacteria that help you keep your body in a healthy weight zone and it can influence rapid weight gain. So if you are somebody who has had a traumatic event and suddenly you're putting on like five to 10 pounds a month and you couldn't get it under control, there is something to be said about getting your gut checked and following a gut protocol with a specialist, a real specialist in gut health, not just somebody who's slapping dietitian on their profile without much other experience. <laughs> Sometimes that happens a lot more now than ever, but I would recommend functional medicine doctors, naturopathic doctors who specialize in gut health, who can order the right tests and put you on the right protocol because that is a very severe uh, gut change that is going to directly influence your body fat. So all that to say, it's really important to understand that you can impact other people's body image by what you feed them as compliments. So I would encourage you to rework how you speak to others and make compliments about other things such as their character, their um, achievements, talents, etc. All of those things that you would like to be complimented on or noticed for on your own, share those compliments with others. Instead of saying, oh, you look really thin, say, wow, I'm amazed at your discipline with your strength training. You are looking really strong. You know, those are different, <laughs> totally different compliments. And one is going to affirm a really positive habit and self-compassionate concept versus teaching somebody unintentionally that they should try to be thinner and smaller and take up less space here on earth, you know, um, which people a lot of times don't necessarily mean. But again, if you were taught it by your parents, if you're or your grandparents, or it's just kind of generational from every single mom since the 1800s, who knows, you know, um, it's a really important time for you to shift that narrative, stop the cycle, start changing how you speak to yourself and you speak to others, because it definitely can make a huge difference in not only your own life, but us as a community. And if we can enrich and lift up our communities, that is what will change the world, not in a Miss America speech way, but in a reality way, because we don't have much control over what the whole world is doing, but we do have control over our community. And if our communities are doing better collectively, we can do better as, as a whole on this planet. So all of that to say, I truly hope that some of that spoke to you. And again, I truly was not trying to put anybody on the spot. If you resonated or thought like, oh my gosh, she's talking about me or this is speaking to me. This is a great time to reflect and again, journaling and or putting it in your notes or just sitting there staring at a tree and <laughs> introspecting Um any of the stuff that resonated with you. And I do really hope that you share this with somebody you think it might, um, that might benefit as well as connect with us out on Instagram at rebel wellness podcast or at coach by Kales. I'd love to say hello and um, continue to grow this community because it is so important to me that we become better quality humans and just do better in general, not just with our health, but with how we interact with each other. And with that, I am closing out our season of growth for April, and I really am excited to announce next month's 
topic series. So again, connect with us on Instagram if you want to see what the heck it's going to be. And I will catch you next Sunday on another episode of Rebel Wellness. Thanks for joining me on this week's episode of Rebel Wellness. If you loved what you heard and you are ready to take your wellness journey to the next level, follow me on Instagram at CoachByKales for daily nuggets of health and fitness wisdom. We release new episodes weekly on Sundays, so be sure to click that subscribe button so you never miss an update. As always, lean into your strength, walk with confidence, and celebrate your nourishment. We'll catch you next Sunday on Rebel Wellness.